You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. everyone welcome back to the digital state of mind podcast i (laughs) we actually recorded this episode earlier today and i am just now recording the intro it's a couple hours later but i'm like still laughing whenever i think back to certain points in this episode um i hope you're ready and i hope you strap in because this was a doozy um today's guest is courtney weimer who is my social media manager and i've worked with courtney for years at this point i love her she's so talented so funny and clearly we just have a great time whenever we get together and chat because we were all over the place I'm going to be honest with you guys. We spent like the first 20-ish minutes just like talking about random things and I thought it was really funny. So we're leaving that in. If you want to skip to the business side of this podcast then or this episode, then you can go ahead and skip at least 20 minutes in. might be a little bit longer. But yeah, it was really fun. Super long episode, but um, we had a lot of fun clearly. And we also dived deep into a lot of things, social media, um, a lot of things, graphic design. We talked about the TikTok ban. We talked about pricing yourself as a social media manager. And I liked it. I think it was a fun episode. And I hope that all of you enjoy it as well. If anyone out there is an aspiring social media manager or currently a social media manager. And I hope that you all enjoy our ridiculous tangents that we get off on in this episode but I'm just gonna keep it simple and jump straight in because like I said it's a long one and we also just start off by talking about something random we were in the middle of talking about like (laughs) over sweating so if it seems like it just jumped right into the conversation it's because we did so enjoy but um yeah (laughs) you're just like you just go right into (laughs) I like go stage right I'm like anyway I wasn't saying anything but no every time I start talking and not even in front of people but it's like when I'm just like on the spot like Mm -hmm. people are looking at me or recording something specifically recording I start sweating like Uh profusely sweating and like I love the summertime but I know what's coming I just am gonna sweat all the time like it's not even like it's honestly so embarrassing because like I also fake tan sometimes uh-huh. so there's just like yellow stains <laughs> all over my clothes all over your white clothes no literally like I have to rebuy like my white basics because I'm like oh this is you like my only wear them one time literally like I could wear them once and if I sweat now I have to wash it like I can't just like rewear a top which is so annoying <laughs> what if I was just like all right Teddy we're just like off to a great start. We're talking about sweating and then Teddy's just screaming in the background. <laughs> what if I was just, just like, chaos. yeah, I don't really have that problem with sweating after I was just like. You're like, sweating. yeah, wait, I'm going to record this, Courtney. You should totally say this again. You like set me up. <laughs> Courtney was just telling me how much of a sweating problem she has. 
No, we were Dude, both talking like... about it because we both just like start sweating. I was saying I'm looking, <laughs> running around doing stuff in the house and it's like 68 degrees in here. I'm like, why is it so hot in this house all the time? It's like a normal temperature. It's always like I'm someone who's always hot. Yeah, like, me too. I don't know if it's the same way with like Jordan. Like me and Matt always fight over like mm-hmm. the temperature. He's like, it's freezing. I'm like, I'm literally dripping sweat right uh-huh. now. Like I have to like go sit in the bathroom naked for a second. I'm the same <laughs> way. I We were just having this conversation Sunday because he's like, I'm like dressed, doing stuff, ready for the day. And he's like laying on the couch and he's just his underwear being like, it's so cold in here. I'm like, put clothes on. We have blankets. It's like 70 degrees in the house. He like, if he puts it above 68, I get, we like, we'll both sneak and turn it. It's no, like, we don't even talk about same. it. We're just like sneaking around and turning the AC. It's so funny because like you, I'm sure you have like a regular, um, like thermom, like thermostat. Um, mm-hmm. We have radiators because that apartment's mm-hmm. so old. It's like a pre-war apartment. Mm-hmm. So like you have to like, turn the radiators off to get it cooler like I mean like this is only for the winter time because in the summer we have like window ACs Mm -hmm. um but like we have to like be really because they squeak when you turn them off so like I'm trying to like sneak like like turning around in your parents house no literally it's not like you can like press a button it's like Uh so like it's like uh... (laughs) it's like so medieval you're like I'm like literally like trying to be as quiet as I can (laughs) and I'll come in he's like you just do you just turn that off? I'm like, no. You're holding like one of those candle lights. <laughs> yeah, one of those like... things, lanterns in the kitchen. No, no it's literally... so bad. My brother yeah. is freezing. Granted, he has like no body fat because he started running and it's like ripped now. So I'm like, maybe this is the problem. But he's, him and my dad are always freezing. And whenever I go stay with them, he puts the thermostat on like 72. And I'm like, angry. No. The whole, just, I'm like, whenever I'm hot, I get so mad like at everything it's like I'm panicking I can't function because I'm all I can think about is the fact that I'm hot (laughs) it's just like constant even with him but it's like I want to be in the house and be able to wear like a sweater or a sweatshirt or something not have to walk around in like a tank top and shorts to function no yeah it's like yeah I the I always say I love the summertime because I'm like oh you get to be outside but like Mm -hmm. low-key it comes back and I'm like I actually hate this like I'd rather be cold like, in the winter and, like, have to bundle up, but the, mm-hmm. okay, this is, like, this is my problem, where, like, in the winter, I'm, like, oh, I love it, because it's cold, and you, like, have to bundle up, but I'm, like, actually profusely sweating underneath all Me the sweaters, too. Me too. so it's just, like, I think we're just, like, always sweating, like, that's just, like, our, our medium, I like, think our, that's our the problem. <laughs> no, I think it's a hyperhidrosis, or whatever it's called, I, I just have to use, like, the secret clinical strength to get I'm going to start sweating before I even leave the house to go to something. But that is the worst feeling (laughs) when you're wearing like a sweater, like layers, and then you have like a big jacket on because you're, it's like 30 degrees outside. And then your armpits are just like, whoo, it's getting literally. And like in Chicago, it's like always so freezing. Uh So I'm like, I'm like bundled up. Like I have a scarf, but like, I just want to rip everything off as Mm -hmm. soon as I put it on. I'm like, get me the fuck out of the suit. Yeah. I I hate that feeling. That's like I always get that when I go snowboarding. I'm like on oh the my ski God. lift, like wearing the jacket because you're sitting there and your hands are like blocks of ice. But then I and get off, like... <laughs> yes, holding your arms out. But then I get off of it and I have to take off everything and just carry my jacket down the mountain and wear a t-shirt because I'm like I can't, I can't do this. You're just skiing down naked. <laughs> I'm like Calvin Klein underwear set. <laughs> 
They're like, uh, there's a lady naked on the ski slopes. <laughs> Go get her. Huge boots on for the snowboard. I'm <laughs> wearing nothing else. <laughs> you just like actually get like arrested by ski patrol. Is that a thing? <laughs> I've actually never been skiing. I'm like actually like I'm arrested to... by ski patrol. <laughs> I don't know. I'm if pretending that is I know. Thing. I mean, I'm assuming it is because there's some. I'm sure there's some like illegal activities that happen on slopes. I wouldn't know, though. There's just, like, drug mules. <laughs> You're like, there's some illegal stuff that goes on there. They're, like, carrying animals down with, lo- like, pounds of drugs strapped to them. They're just, like, I'm... strapped with cocaine. I Where is I'm this a... conversation going? I don't know. This is just all we're going to talk about. I knew that this was going to happen, too, because yeah. me and Kaylin on the last episode were talking about how we get, like, nothing accomplished on calls because... Or just like, you look like Miley Cyrus with whatever hair. <laughs> and we, this was like, this was the exact same thing that happened whenever we went on the team retreat. Oh, me and Courtney and Sydney were like causing a ruckus. It was like, I think people were getting really mad. Oh, at us. wait, that was actually like, <laughs> it was just nonstop. It was like, just, like, we were on, like, it's so funny because, like, all of, like, the pictures that were, like, candid and taken of us looks like we were on some, like, hardcore drugs. <laughs> it's just, like, a Molly party. We were, like, completely sober for, like, what, like, 90% of it? Like, I think the only time we drank was, like, for the dinner. Like, that was literally it. I mean, we were kind of pounding some shots, but it wasn't like we were all, like, running around drunk. We were fine. No, yeah. So like... By that point, that night, like, okay, so, like, keep in mind, this was the last night of the team retreat, and mm-hmm. I, it was, like, what, like, 11 or 12? I had, like, a, like, I had to get up, a lot of us had to get up for, like, a 5 a.m. flight, like, or, yeah. like, to leave, like, because the mm-hmm. taxi, that whole situation was insane. And there was, like, was, like no people, taxis. Half of the people in the, at the retreat were trying to sleep. And me and you and oh. Sydney were just like we're in the room you shared with Lena or was it Sydney and Lena shared the room? Oh my god, no Sydney, yeah. <laughs> and then Lena was in Sydney's. All right, no, I shared a room with Addison, oh, and then right, Sydney yeah. was with Lena. Mm-hmm. And their room was so big, like it was really I like big. it was like literally like it felt like a whole house. I'm like, I know. Little <laughs> but anyway, like I just came in because I heard. No, Jess came into my room. I was laying in bed because, like, oh, Addison was already sleeping. Mm-hmm. And Jess just comes in, like, looks completely possessed and just starts, like, <laughs> I don't even screaming. know what I was trying to get you for, but then we were like, okay, we need to leave. So when we went in the room yeah. with Sydney and Lena's just, like, being, like, her cute self standing yeah. there packing, like, just calmly packing. And me and you and Sydney are like, well, let's take fake pics. <laughs> And then you guys started, like, rearranging the pictures on the walls, and then, like... Oh, yeah. It was just so, like, unhinged. They just, like, they just sue me, that Airbnb. <laughs> you guys like, cannot Hawks come back. is not who you think she is. And Sydney's bed, their bed that they were sharing was, like, two twin beds put together. Remember when the yeah. middle of it started, like, collapsing? <laughs> it was two separate beds. It was, like, on the floor. <laughs> Sydney's oh, like, what are you man. doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting on the floor. Addison was literally like, can you guys please be quiet for the love of God? No, when I tell you everyone was sleeping in that house except for us, and we were just like, I don't even, like, and then you, like, we started, like, we went out in the living room, and then we you started, like. We video, remember the video? 
That was scary. like that was scary. Wait, I wish I wish I still had it. I can't. I'm sure find, you do. I, mean, I have so many. Videos. It's probably in our um team retreat shared. We album. should do we attach it. Yeah, attach it to the show notes. It, it's then, like the perfect like Jess is just like coming down the hallway like running like a possessed and person and it's like dark. dark and the way I like filmed it I was like shot it off so it looked like it literally looked like a horror movie and we were like we so were actually surprised. scared <laughs> we just like, oh filmed it ourselves and we were actually terrified after watching it we're like who we're is like, that <laughs> we're it's going like, to bed now it's like when somebody farts and they're like what was that or like a dog when a dog farts, they're like, what the? They're like always so scared. I'm like, they like Dude, jerk their real. head around and stare at them. <laughs> Teddy did that today. He was like, I gave him, he like loves ice cubes. So, I gave so does Debbie. They like go crazy for it. But I threw him an ice cube and he started running away and he like farted twice while he was running. And both times he like stopped and looked back at me like I did something. Which, uh, first off, I've never seen him or heard him fart in the middle of running. So I was like so- looking at him like what just happened? And he's just like. <laughs> he's acting like he didn't do it. I think they, I feel like dogs are a lot smarter and a little more aware, socially aware than we think they are. Like they know they're what they're doing. It on purpose. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, what was that? What? It's like that? you farted. Is that a ghost? <laughs> Jordan always me. does that. He'd be like walking by and fart and then stop and be like looking around like super obnoxiously and be like, what was that? You're just like roasting Jordan the entire time. You're like, yeah, Jordan just like lays naked like, on the couch. What other then... weird things does he do? <laughs> no, yeah. Well, that would be a funny episode. I've this uh podcast that I've been listening to is they they had like a whole episode about icks. Like, not icks that you are, like, well, icks also that you break up with people for, but then also just icks yeah. you get with, like, your significant other, even though you obviously are in love with them. But right, right. that would be such a fun episode to do, because I made, you like, a do whole that. list of my icks. You just, like, have a list of things you hate about Jordan. I'm like, my <laughs> icks about Jordan. It's, like, a full novel. <laughs> no, I can't. No, honestly, like, for me, it's, like, I get the ick very easily towards people I don't really know like yeah. like before I got into my now relationship I'm like if I was like around a guy or like I don't mm. know if they were flirting with me or whatever and they like did something like fuck you get away from yeah. me like literally disgusting but like now Matt I still get the ick but like I'm a little more like oh okay. it's more like, like it's stop like, doing that yeah it's like don't it's be not annoying. like I can't I don't want to be in your presence anymore no literally like it's I get the ick easily but it's more just annoyance now yeah, I feel like this list that I made ended up just turning into me talking about things that I don't like about people. Oh, wait, <laughs> like, not even me... icks. I want um, to I'll, hear some. I'll read a few of them. My first one that was like immediately came to mind was drinking a glass of milk. Like, especially with Ew. dinner. <laughs> people just drink Ew. milk. My mom does that. She'll it's... drink a milk with spaghetti. Oh, Jordan what? does that. Which, okay, if it's with he so does disgusting. it, I'm just like, ew, that's gross. But, like, I've known guys that have done that. And then it, like, gets in their facial hair. And you can, like, smell the milk. And I'm like, I can't. But it's always it's just so like shocking spoiled. to me. <laughs> it's like rancid They just milk. never shower. I'm like, what type of guys did you talk to? It's always like a jump scare for me when I see somebody like pull out a glass of milk. I'm like, yes. is that act? Is that milk? Like, it's, it's unbelievable it's, to me. It's um, disgusting. I don't like it when people wiggle their toes a lot. 
I have some questionable, pic- questionable, questionable pictures of Jess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my... I have Jess feet oh pics right now. Like, so I, don't I don't like it when people do that. And then I'm just like spreading my toes like 10 inches apart. <laughs> those pictures. Um, men wearing flip flops, especially Ew. with jeans. That's no. like, I'm like, unless it's like a dad, like my friend's dad does this. And I'm like, you're just being a dad dad and you just don't care and he also like surfs so I feel like that's better if you're like a surfer sometimes you can pull it off but like guys where I've seen like people guys wearing flip-flops with jeans in like photo shoots like family photo shoots I'm just talking about like one specific person and they're gonna listen they know they know who it is they're like (laughs) they're like walking down the street wearing their flip-flops like fuck AirPods and listening to this and they just slowly stop walking and look down. <laughs> no, I like even wearing flip-flops in the city, it's wrong. Oh, yeah. like, or like I get the ick when like this isn't specifically women, like it's so strange to me. But like if I see a girl like and she's wearing tight pants mm-hmm. and she, it's like sagging on the butt though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I used to do like, that in like stretched the out. Grade. Yes, like yeah, like, and they won't pull them up. <laughs> I think like, I know what, it's like the equivalent of when, like, kids' toes hang off the, their yes! slides. Or their like, diapers halfway down their ass. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, one butt cheek is, like, up the crack. Or but I we, hate we're when babies. We're going to sound, like, really weird. <laughs> I'm like, I literally hate babies. No, like, I hate, I when, hate when babies wear ba- diapers. It's freaking lame. I fucking hate babies in general. <laughs> They give me that. No, I hate when babies like eat their food. <laughs> Are you being serious? No, I'm being like when they're just like fucking fisting. When the it's food like and all just, over. Like, oh yeah, it's like squeezing through their fingers, like that, like, or something. I'm like, it's not even like. How do you find that appetizing? Obviously, it's the baby, and they don't know. But I'm like, Ew. <laughs> that You're like, how do you have like the palate for that? It's like, not even distinguished. <laughs> I literally, um, good thing I don't do the episode, because I used to edit, um, like, the little oh, yeah. episodes for, like, Instagram with, like, the two videos. <laughs> I'm literally like this. You should do it, but just, like, only with these clips. Yeah. I was just talking about X. I have um, two more that I have to mention. Oh, I love this. <laughs> it just uh, turns in the episode. When people try to make you sing when they're singing. Mm. You know what I mean? When they're, like, staring at you while they're singing, trying to, like, make you get into it. That's never happened to me. Really? Or, no. My ick is That's never this... happened to you? No. <laughs> oh, I feel like older people do it more so than Probably. I never. That's never happened to me, but this has to do with singing. If you're with a group of people and, like, a really good song comes on, but, like, one person is trying really hard. Uh-huh. And they're, like, trying to, they're, like, like... <laughs> they're, like, harmonizing. I, like, that, like makes my skin crawl and they're like oh sorry i didn't re- i didn't even realize i was being that loud oh sorry i'm like oh please like i don't. please <laughs> i, it's not, it's I like, know not exactly what bad. you're talking about because most of the time they're good but it's just like it's it makes just me the like, fact that you're doing it why yeah why I are can't. we doing this <laughs> i can't or when guys will like or really anybody have you watched the season of love is blind no i haven't oh watched my god it, you yet. have to do it but whatever guys sing songs <clears> or like pull out their guitar for you on <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like when I got that happened that, to me that's happened to me before in real life I what did you do I was very intoxicated you're like I and started I like, dating him and we, 
<laughs> we have kids years. now. <laughs> no, this happened at a party when I was in high school and I was very intoxicated, which is, mm-hmm. I don't recommend if anyone's <laughs> underage. I don't know. You know, I'm not your mom. Do what you want. I'm not your but mom. I remember I was sitting in a room with like my boyfriend at the time and this guy that we went to high school with like came in and it was just like a it was a room no one was there I think someone was sleeping in there it was really late and he comes in with his guitar and he was very notorious for this and he just starts like playing his guitar and serenade it wasn't like he was just playing to himself like he was literally singing to us and he was really bad I cannot like I couldn't even like I was like laughing I like could not I was just like what is happening I yeah there's just no way I would uh, it's so awkward like it puts people in such an awkward situation because you all just have to sit there and listen to somebody else while they're singing or like what they like sing along or something that's in the on love is blind one of the guys like wrote this song for the the girl in the pod and he's just like sitting there playing guitar and he's like this is your part come on sing it and it's like you wrote the song how am I supposed to sing my part of the song that you wrote that you're surprising me with Either way, that wasn't even, that's not even the point. It's just like, don't, uh, I would have walked, that would have been like, I'm done. I'd be like, she was like moaning, like out of sheer happiness that this was happening. And I was like, dude, wait, did they're not up, like, the same type together? of people. They're, they're together. They're at the altar now. It left on a cliffhanger of if they're going to say Uh-oh. yes or not. Okay. But you should watch it. This, there's like some moments from this season that are like, I almost couldn't keep watching it. I've never felt that much secondhand embarrassment. When, like, and one Love of the is girls, Blind huh? is notorious for being very corny. It yes. is. I it's love like, it. It's so bad, but it's so good. There's this one couple where whenever the girl met the guy, it was like so obvious that she was not attracted to him because they don't obviously they don't see each oh, other before. When they meet, <sighs> it gives me I can't even I watch know. those parts. I can't. It's so bad. I know sweat I that would we would be, be sweating with <laughs> I would be so uncomfortably awkward. Yeah. And I feel like the whole concept of the show is like I can't even get into it because I, I'm the type of person that needs to meet someone before I like form a relationship through, yeah, like through the internet or texting, Mm -hmm. like, because if I do that, I will literally never talk to you because it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, like meeting after that. Oh my God. I can't even. She was like, you, why do you keep like staring at me? Granted, he was kind of like biffing it because I think he was really nervous, but he was, she was like, um, you look like a cartoon character. Like you just keep staring at me. And then he was like, "Do you want to kiss?" Like whispered it, and she was no. like, "Just a hug for now." It was the I was like, jaw on the floor. If you've watched this season, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you have to watch it just so you can see that it's so bad. I oh can't. That sounds like miserable. I couldn't watch The Bachelor this season because of that. Because of Zach's them forcing I saw your the video. freaking dance Jess was uploading all the videos of Zach the Bachelor dancing on her story and I was like I made the right decision not to watch it I could not Dude, do it it's uh, so bad watching like white guys try to dance genuinely like I feel bad for like talking about people dancing because I don't want anybody to feel like they can't dance but like when white guys are dancing and they you know that they think that they're so good at it I had it one of my past relationships the guy I was with was like he was like trying to do the Dougie <laughs> and he was like, do you, <laughs> which you can already imagine this in your head. And he was like, do you think I'm like a good dancer? And was like seriously asking me that. And I was like, no. <laughs> Wait, you, that is such a Capricorn Like, Don't answer. ask somebody that. Don't ask. No. Me. <laughs> 
since you asked. <laughs> Don't ask people if they think you're good dancing. Honestly, like, he needed to be humbled. I was so bad. And, like, I can't even. It's so embarrassing. He, like, got in a fight. He, like, broke up with me over that. He's like, it we're done. so bad at just watching it. Oh. And, like, whenever you're at the bar or something and it's, like, the wobble comes on. Like, I love doing those dances, but I'm, like... This is so embarrassing that I'm doing this right now. I can imagine what we all look like, especially when it's like a group of white people doing it and nobody knows the next step. So everybody's getting out of sync. Just looking at each other. (laughs) No, literally. Like, I feel like it's fun to dance when you're like not trying. You know, like I'm doing it bad on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never been a dancer like at heart. Mm -hmm. So like, I know I'm like so offbeat, but I just like kind of just have fun. Yeah, like if you see that, it, just gave me the egg. <laughs> you're like Zach. You're like you're just you start. To... <laughs> I like well, actually, like I'm I a just have dancer. fun. <laughs> you like... No, but like you don't try. But like when you see someone like hard, tr- like a like a step dance or like a wobble or like yeah, teach me how to doggy, and they're like yep. really trying. It's like mm-hmm. I'm done. You're I'm just tapping like... out for the night. <laughs> You're like, I just like, I just do this. It's not like, I know that I'm bad at it, but you just get up and start trying to do the duck. I so just like seriously. do this. You're just and like, then you step back. <laughs> you're like, you're just like, your audio is like so quiet. Cause you're across the room trying like, to show me. I'm like breathing. Oh, you hear like, <laughs> like the movement. You're just. <laughs> <laughs> All the shuffles, like whatever they put, um. You know when they put like the sounds of like feet shuffling over videos of like Miley Cyrus or, like, on stage dancing. <laughs> no, those kill me. Oh my god. Wait, what's well, your last ick? Oh, um, let's see. When uh, people call eye boogers sleepies, <laughs> you're like I do that. I'm like fuck. Yeah, I hate that too. It's so I just stupid. have you on video before doing that. Like I'm a little sleepy. It's I've heard it. So I've never, never heard, really it. heard it in person, but I've heard it. People do it on TikTok when they're like getting stuff out of their eyes, like makeup routines or something. I'm like, uh, maybe it's like a location thing. Like I'll some people it call it a soda pop or whatever. Yeah. Do you say soda? Yeah. I say pop. I say That's both. So funny. You're like that's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, Courtney, that you do that. <laughs> I think I do both, but I just can't, I feel preference. like if you say if you've grown up saying pop, then it doesn't really maybe feel that weird to say soda. But for me, yeah. I would if I said pop, I would be like, I would like shock, scare myself. Yeah. No, like <laughs> you know, like shopping carts. Yeah. I say buggy. buggy. I have yeah. I've I do call I do interchange those. Okay. Do we need a buggy? Why yeah. did I say it like that? Do we need a buggy? <laughs> do we need a buggy? <laughs> do we need a buggy? I just get a really hard country accent when I, I just get really hard when I say that. You do like I feel like you your country accent is so good. Like every time Jess speaks in a country accent, I'm like, she's going back to her roots. I'm going back to my roots. I, you can take I, the South out of the girl, but you can't I wait. Just... <laughs> You can't, you, you can't take the girl out of the south. It's like a like a rom com country thing that a dad would you say. Mean, your shirt says it right now. No, look at my shirt. Southern Belle. 
It says, I got, I did three twisted sisters. It's like so southern. I'm like, I can't hear anything I'm saying right now. You're like, I do that guy off. thing where they pull it over from the back. Did you hear You're like earlier? completely naked. Earlier, whenever I said, um, I just get a really hard country accent. I then mocked myself and said, I just get really hard. And I don't think you did it. And you said, you do. Keep it in. Roll it. Roll the tapes. Roll it. Keep going. I can't wait to see if you can actually hear that. I'm sure you can. I know. Oh, my God. Well, we could literally do this all day. I know. 25 minutes. I know. It's okay. But this is going to be fun to listen back to. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm excited for this episode because I feel like there's a lot of people in the online space that are social media managers or want to transition to social media management and are kind of trying to navigate how to do that. So we're going to be talking about social media management. We're going to be talking about marketing, selling on Instagram. Um, we have quite a lineup of questions. Don't know if we're going to get but we'll Maybe. see what we can do. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, why don't you start off by telling us your story, so how you found the online space, what you were doing before, and uh, yeah. where you are now. <laughs> this whole entire podcast is just going to be me and Jess laughing at each other. I know, I know. I, I just feel like so we can't hard. take each other seriously. Like, no. even on when we just had a bigger team and we were on, like, our quarterly calls, uh-huh. like... It would, I feel like it was always Caitlin trying to round everyone up because like we were just like, so we were all over the place and so like unhinged and just talking about the craziest stuff, which. And then we would be like, like, ourselves, but be looking at each other (laughs) on the Zoom. (laughs) Like Jess would be like moving locations. I'm like, what are you doing? Everybody's just just like, like, shut up. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. Um... So I am Courtney Weimer. I am a social media manager for online creatives. So I feel like that's like a niche within itself. Beforehand, I worked with a lot of photographers, brand designers, but now it's just kind of whoever aligns with me, which I'm working with a lot of fashion brands, um, like a lot of people in the fashion space, and then also still designers. um, And obviously, the education space, my dear old client, Jess. Um, But (laughs) that's me. But yeah, like, so before I went to school or college for fashion merchandising and marketing, um, and I graduated in 2019, so December of 2019, um, I actually I graduated early. you went for marketing too. Isn't I that crazy? Think fashion, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I went for fashion merchandising, so it's like mm-hmm. more of the business side of things. It's not like necessarily like designed and like, you know, very creative. It's more like the business mm-hmm. and like products. Uh, like buying and things like that and like textiles but so I did that um and I graduated early I was supposed to graduate in 2020 which I'm actually so happy I hit I like missed that because like my boyfriend Matt he graduated in 2020 and like that last semester was like so chaotic obviously I mean everything was like on standstill Um, but I graduated in December of 2019 and with my bachelor's degree and I moved to, I'm like talking with my hands. I'm like, I moved to Chicago. Um, I like drawn a map already. I moved to Chicago and then, (laughs) um, but no, I'm originally from Ohio. I went to Youngstown state, but I then moved to Chicago, um, after graduation, I actually moved January of 2020. So I was like, right, like right in time for COVID. 
you know, perfect timing, but I actually got my first job um, downtown as a visual merchandiser. And I actually did my internship as a visual merchandiser in LA for guest jeans, which was super fun. Um, but I, was I just gonna say, what was that like? Cause I feel, I don't even know like what that's, that seems like it would be like a crazy jump to come out of college and then go to that. Or I oh, guess yeah. was that like, when you were in college? Um, so my internship happened like the summer before I graduated. So I had like one more semester. Um, but it was just so fun because like I got to live in like I was the first time I was able to live by myself because I commuted to college. So I lived with at home with my mom because um, the the uh, college was like 10 minutes away. So it was just like yeah. saving money. Right. Um, so I was just like having fun in L.A. and like, mm-hmm. you know, just living my life um, before shit hit the fan. Um, and like I just felt like it was like a good run of like, OK, what does a job feel like? Because I was like. Right there every day Monday through Friday Mm -hmm. from seven to like four to five so like it was like a real job it was just like I was I didn't have any responsibilities really um but then I graduated and then when I got my first job out of college in Chicago um that's when like life started being like oh like this is something I don't really want to do um I mean obviously if anyone's listening you know the fashion industry doesn't really pay well and there's like a lot of unethical things that goes on and like especially in the workforce not necessarily like I mean obviously garment workers and things like that but like in terms of like the retail space there's just like a lot of overworking and underpaying that's going on and uh, that was definitely happening with me and I had like such a great experience with my visual merchandising team I just feel like there's always hair in my mouth so like if anyone's watching this and you can see that I'm so sorry I'm just I'm notorious for having a hair in my mouth at all times you just like have, even like, my friends hair growing on your tongue and yeah like, <laughs> I'm, like hiding it um but no like I'm very notorious for having like one hair you know yeah anyway so just don't mind it I just don't feel it anymore um but yeah I just don't feel anything anymore I just don't feel anything anymore (laughs) life sucks um but yeah so like when I got my job it was it was great it was such a great experience I was able to like move I like moved to Chicago all by myself and I was working this job for three months and then COVID hit and before that I was literally getting paid like like an unbelievable low amount of money, like, like very close to minimum wage where I don't even know how I was going to be able to cover rent for a lot of the times. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was doing so much and like visual merchandising is like, has like a glamorous title. And like, I feel like a lot of the fashion industry does, but it's a lot of manual labor. Like I was carrying heavy ass shit every single day. Like I was ruining clothes because we have to paint things and, um, you know, I would say like 25% of it was creative and the rest was like manual labor, which it was just, it was just like so bad. And like, you're in a store all day. So it's not like you get to like walk around outside and like enjoy yeah. like life. Like you're literally under fluorescent lighting and just like dealing with the crap that a store brings. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's just a lot for yeah. very, like if I was getting paid, like triple what I was getting paid I'd be like okay I can like stick this out but I just was not and COVID hit and the company like furloughed everyone which is like kind of like laying off but you're like on standstill like you're just like Mm -hmm. you're still part of the company but you're just like not getting paid and so I ended up going home 
um, still had to pay rent, which was so fantastic. Um, yeah. But I went home for like a couple months because again, like I knew no one in Chicago except mm-hmm. for like the people I worked with and half them lived out of the city. And then some of them were like, like double my age. And like, it was just like yeah. such a weird time. Like no one was seeing each other. So I literally had no one to like, be with during COVID mm-hmm. and where I lived in Chicago I lived downtown at the time it was like literally a ghost town I still remember the night the night before I like went home there was like no one on Michigan Avenue if you're like familiar with Chicago like it was like scary like they were boarding up the windows like it was like a zombie apocalypse Ugh. and like I remember when I was going I was driving home and I was like, oh, great. I get like a two week break. Like I need this. And I remember at the time, like before everything happened, I was just like so miserable at my job. Like I just felt like there's more to this. Like I just felt like I was stuck in beforehand. Like keep in mind, I really didn't like overthink any of my choices growing up. Like I knew I wanted to go to school. I knew I really liked fashion. So I was like, oh, I'll go there. I never really overthought like which college I wanted to go to. I was like, I'll go get my degree. That's it. I'll move to a city. And you know, perfect. So that's kind of how like my life has always went. And this was the first time I was actually second guessing myself, which was like a very scary situation. And like, by this time, I didn't even know like the online business space even existed. Like, I just thought you could be an influencer. That was pretty much it. And I went home for a couple months and then I decided to come back to Chicago, like in June, 2020. And so I was literally doing nothing. I mean, I was getting, um, excuse me, I was literally getting like unemployment. And it was just like, it was just, it was just such a great time to be alive for me. Cause I was just like, I get to, it was the first time in my life I was able to do absolutely nothing. And like, cause beforehand I went to school like 12 years, graduated, went straight into college, graduated early. Like I didn't even have a break. I worked throughout school, like both high school and college. I worked part-time because I paid for my own school and then I went right into literally like a week after I graduated I went straight into a big girl job you know so um I was able to actually sit with my thoughts and I'm like Mm. oh I'm not happy and I hate my life yeah so um months went by and then I stumbled across Jessica Hawks (laughs) and um on TikTok and I was like oh my god I need to do this so Mm. I was like sitting with it for like a week or so and I was just like I just like might as well fucking do it. So I like made my Instagram, followed all I just like literally like stalked I pretty much stalked Jessica on um Instagram. Like I literally every single time I got a notification for when she went live, I was like click. And I remember <laughs> when I followed Jess, like she literally had like five thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember like I followed you and I'm like, holy shit, that's literally insane. And now it's like what, like 120 something? Like I know, and now you have like five thousand followers. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's like it's a full so circle weird. moment. I know. I remember at the time, too, like, looking at people even who had, like, 10,000 followers and being like, that is crazy. And now with, like, 100%. TikTok, you can get 10,000 followers in, like, a couple months, if that. I know. I know. It's just so, like, the times have t- definitely changed. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I made my Instagram after watching and stalking Jess. And I um, followed a shit ton of, like, Chicago photographers Chicago artists Chicago businesses and my very first client messaged me that night and was like are you a virtual assistant and I'm like yeah I think <laughs> like I didn't even, like I didn't even like I couldn't even like say I was but I was 
Yeah. And she was like, oh, I, I want to book a call with you. I need one. And she literally booked a call with me. Well, she booked a call with me and I was freaking the fuck out because I was like, yeah. okay, how do I even on, like, what do I even say? What do I ask? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? So I literally, at the time, Jess was still offering strategy calls and she had an opening for the very next day. This was on a Friday. Booked a call with her and she like literally gave me the rundown of like, like, this is how you onboard. This is like what you should use to invoice. Like, this is what you should ask them on a call. And I was like, okay, perfect. And I had that call on Monday and she booked with me and she was my very first client. And we worked together for like two years. I'm still really great friends with her. Hi, Morgan, if you're watching this, but um, yeah, it was just like very quick, but it was I remember that call. So funny. I know. Two different people. I know. And I think at the time you were still living in New Jersey. Were you in New Jersey? Which is literally crazy. And what was that? August? Yeah. Yeah. It was like August, September. Right before I fully started coaching in September. Um, So crazy. I was just doing strategy calls. And it's so weird. Because I like remember, I have like a visual of like where you were sitting and everything. I know. Same. You were like sitting on the couch, your Uh couch. Yeah. And I was like, and we all, we both look so, we're like completely different people now. Yeah. Like it's so strange. And um, yeah, I was just like, so thankful that, I don't know, it just like, it opened up to the door. I mean, like I'm in such a completely different space than I was like when I first started. So I'm like, yeah. just so thankful and grateful that my life is how it is now compared to like what I wanted it to be for so long, you know? So yeah. there's just like so much opportunity and like, on the internet it's just like crazy I'm just like obviously COVID was terrible and like that whole pandemic and like that even all of 2020 was like horrific but I was able to actually like change my life I had time to do it rather than like being stuck in a corner and being like oh like you have to do this because you went to school for this for so long and yeah you know you moved all the way here for this job so you have to stick it out so yeah yeah I'm just super thankful it's really weird because like for how much or many bad things were happening and like business owners in person or people losing their yes. jobs, like the, the other side of the spectrum for that was people online, like blowing up and starting businesses and being able to make money online while like in-person businesses are shutting down. It was just such a weird like dichotomy of situations for people. Because, I mean, I know. so many people started online businesses in 2020 or since 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, like, it's more accessible now. Like, it's, yeah. like, before, like, I even saw your TikTok, Jess, like, I literally didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Like, I only thought it was possible for people who lived out in L.A. or, like, mm-hmm. knew someone who knew someone who can get yep. you famous or whatever. Like, it's yeah. it was such a different route to take, which I was just, yeah, opened my eyes. For sure. Open my eyes. Well, so with starting as a virtual assistant, a lot of people do that. A lot of people will go kind of right into social media management. There's a lot of people who start out as VAs. It's obviously kind of like the jumping board for a lot of people. Um, What was that transition like for you? Like how soon did you start transitioning into social media management and focusing on that? Um, And what was like kind of the motivating factors for it? Yeah, so it was pretty seamless for me. Um, I didn't like what I want to like definitely recommend for people who, if anyone's listening who's just starting out and maybe wants to be a social media manager, like I just didn't force anything in the beginning. Like when I first started out as a BA, so I started out of September of 2020, and 
kind of worked my way, like added more clients. Um, and then by, I want to say like February, March, April of 2021 is when I started getting more serious and I was getting booked out with VA clients. I was doing a lot of admin work. Um, uh, but again, I was doing a lot of social, social media, um, services for my clients. So like they would have me like write out captions or design a graphic for them or, you know, come up with like an Instagram strategy for them. Just kind of like, you know, that's what I was using as my experience. And I noticed that I really liked um, doing social services rather than just doing admin work, which again, I think it's just preference. Like a lot, I know a lot of people who like doing admin work. I just enjoy like the social media side, getting more creative. And I think that's like, yeah key to like if you do want to like do graphic design or you want to be more creative with your services I feel like social media has a lot of space for that like if you want to be a social media manager and so like April 2021 is when I got my website and branding done um and that I was still a virtual assistant and then leading into that summer of 2021 is when I started like transitioning because I started like people would book me for my VA services, but I was, I was doing a lot of graphic design. I was doing a lot of, um, I guess like hashtag research strategy and things like that. I wasn't doing as many admin services as I was the year prior. And that's when I was like, okay, like I could start marketing myself as a social media manager. Um, and like only taking clients who want to book me for social services rather than you know, more VA clients. I still had a virtual assistant like day pass, Mm -hmm. which just in case of anyone needed, um, but people didn't really bite at that, I noticed. So I kind of just transitioned that way and just started like updating my services, posting about my services. um, And that's kind of how I went about it. So like, I would say like August of 2021. So maybe like a year in is when I like seamlessly transitioned into being a social media manager. Yeah. I think a lot of people, whenever, especially with something like social media management, because of the fact that, like, obviously you can go to school for that, or there's corporate, like, companies that will hire you to be that, I feel like there's this misconception that you have to have, like, so much education around social media before you start doing that. Um, And I feel like it's a really hard concept to grasp if you haven't done it, because I felt the same way of like, how am I supposed to market myself and do all these things if I don't have experience? But I think something we've both talked about to people is the fact that, especially with social media, you're your own first client because you're learning how to market and learning about social media on your own Instagram. And obviously there's kind of like some through lines with social media that I've noticed that are kind of applicable across like any niche or any market. But what's like, what I kind of learned recently with starting like this new homepage and, you know, um, posting and kind of like, that's such a different industry than what I'm in. And it's weird because the kind of like social media etiquette or like the strategy that you take to it is a lot different in a lot of ways than what I do in my coaching business. So I feel like with every single industry, you're going to kind of have to learn the ins and outs of it through just practicing 100%. it. Um, but how did you kind of navigate that? Or like, what are some tools that you use to teach yourself? Or if there were like specific programs or resources that you went to, to learn more about social media and kind of how, I guess, the ins and outs of offering that as an actual service to people and getting results. Because I think that's something a lot of people are scared of. It's different than like doing a task and being able to check it off versus being like, there's going to be ups and downs with something like this. 
100%. I feel like in this space, um, even especially specifically Instagram, it has changed so much since even 2020 or even last year. Like, I feel like even last year is when we started seeing a shift of like engagement and like what you need to be posting and when and all that. Like before in 2020, you could like post a, a still graphic. It would get like 500 plus likes. Like it was so easy to get like a lot of engagement because everyone was still online. Um, but when I did, I took a couple of courses like here and there, like hashtag strategy courses and like social strategy courses, just like kind of one-offs. Um, it wasn't like necessarily like a program where I went like weeks through, um, you know, like kind of like how DCA is. It wasn't more interactive. It was more of like a self-paced type of thing. Um, but with like different industries, um, I pretty much took like the skills I already had and you know like what I know through my Instagram and what I know through my previous like uh like VA clients Instagram and if I was starting to work with someone who was a designer for example like I would like literally follow like all of the designers I like looked up to whether it was like their design skills on social media or like how involved they were on social media and I wouldn't copy them but I would like study their like mannerisms and like their activity and like what they did day to day and like you know, if I saw that they, their engagement and like their following was skyrocketing, I would definitely take note of that and apply that to my client's business. Um, but again, it's just like a learning curve. So like taking every, I feel like our generation specifically is really great at this. Like, I mean, we grew up with the internet. I mean, like, I feel like me and you, like I didn't necessarily grow up with the internet, but like everyone younger than us has like social media like Instagram was like not a new thing for them Mm -hmm. so like they like it's like second nature um Mm -hmm. and I feel like even the last couple years even the people in high school who have you know went through the pandemic through high school like they're getting more and more well equipped in the social media space than any of the older generations have ever have like for TikTok like it's easier to go viral for like younger people because they know what the hell they're doing like us like I'm still like with TikTok, like I started posting as like a fashion content creator, um, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with my social media business, kind of like how your home um, account is. And that's like a whole new thing for me. Yeah. And it's scary as hell. And I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure out like how to go about it, like how to get more views, how to get more engagement. Um, so again, it's just like trial and error. And that's like a lot of times with like, even with like the people who came to me for social strategy in the beginning, um, you know, I told them like, you know, you're not going to see results right away. We're going to like formulate a strategy and see if it works in like the next couple months. And if we're not seeing any shift, if it's going, you know, the engagement is plummeting, if it's just like the audience isn't, um, like sticking to it, we'll change it. It's, it really is like social media is like trial and error for every single account, but, um, going in with a good understanding of how social media already works definitely helps. So yeah, hopefully that answered your question. No, yeah, it did. Yeah, it's weird because, well, it is so weird. Like what will go viral in different niches? And yes. It's, it's very, it's been very interesting to kind of like relearn that in another niche myself. Um, but I think that one of like something that I've noticed is that we're so we're so inclined to promise things to people whenever we first start working with them, especially if they, you know, a client asks just kind of unknowingly, like what, when can we expect these results or what, Mm -hmm. you know, is going to happen in the next three months? I think a lot of people kind of like jump to reassure people of things that they can't actually promise them. And even though it's scary, I think one of the best things you can do is what you said being like, 
I can't promise you results, but I can promise you that we're going to try different things and, you know, test things out and see what works for your account specifically, because everyone's account is so different. And especially if they're in different niches, but even if they're not different things work for different people. Um, And I think that is like a huge takeaway if anybody is a social media manager wanting to be a social media manager is to not promise results because that's how you end up disappointing people really quickly. Yes. 100%. And like, I've been like, um, at fault for this too, especially in the beginning. Cause you just, you're so like eager to work yeah. with these people and like do your best. And obviously no one's going in there with like vicious, uh, like intentions. It's yeah. just like, you're hoping for the best. But again, like, um, I also get like discovery calls of people being like, well, I want higher engagement. Like how, like, are you going to do this? And I, I am like, pretty much just like setting their expectations like normally like listen like I'm not going to promise you anything I'm going to go into your account and we're going to like try the best we can look at your analytics see how people are reacting to specific Mm -hmm. things and you know if it works it works if it doesn't we'll you know re re uh gather and like see like what uh we can change to you know further better your analytics and your insights but again like I can't promise you and some people still don't understand that like people who do need social media managers like People think that just because you're a social media manager and you're you have a lot of clients means that you're, you know, hitting all all your goals. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case. Like most of the time, my job is really stressful in that way because it, yeah. it is really frustrating. Like working really hard towards something and seeing it not um, hit, you know, on your client's account, which is you know, it's hard looking at that because like as a VA, like you're just like oh, getting things done and like mm-hmm. you know. Um, obviously it's still hard to do like doing going through tasks and starting a business but being a social media manager or a marketing manager or someone who even like as like an educator like you want yeah. your students to do really well but mm-hmm. you can't promise them like oh you're gonna be like you're gonna have 10 clients and you're gonna be yeah. like making this much amount a month like you're just yeah. like saying like what you went through and how you did it and you give them the right resources and kind of mm-hmm. you know guide them in the right direction that's kind of like the best thing you could do. Yeah, it's very disappointing when you like put so much effort into this idea and you like think it's just like the classic yes. cliche of like the effort, the videos that you put so much effort into flop and then the ones that took like five seconds to make are the ones that go viral. I feel like that every is time just, it's so true because there's been like I've been, put like so much effort into specific videos or and then on the flip side of and then them not get many views. And on the flip side of that, I've had like an idea where I'm like, should I even do this? And then I end up doing it. And it's one of my like highest viewed videos, which can be really frustrating because you're having to put yourself in like the, the eyes of your audience and the people watching you, which can be really hard when you're so in your own business and in the zone with that. And Um, being a social, like in the social media space, like whether you're a social media manager or not, you're like depending on others opinions for your success. Like that's just Mm -hmm. like the realist, what is it? Realistic nature? Yeah, realistic <laughs> night reality. I'm like, what is that word? Um, that's just the realistic nature. Um, <laughs> He's trying to sound like so smart. I almost I'm like, said exquisite. I'm an articulate. <laughs> trying to sound so, so exquisite. exquisite. <laughs> we're just like actually really high right now. We're like it's just yeah. so delectable we end this and we like weren't even recording anything or talking to each other we just like hallucinated it all has that ever happened to you where you didn't record 
No, but I had it happen one time. My like, there was something messed up with my mic, and my file got corrupted. No, I, I think I remember I, this. Yes, I think I was talking to you about it, but I don't think I've ever like talked about this publicly. But one of my, for one of my episodes <laughs> with a guest, so that would be way worse. My file got corrupted and just would not work. And when they finally recovered it, it was like terrible quality. So I literally had to load in his MP3 and then record myself in real time responding trying to mimic how I responded live on the podcast it was like it took me like four hours and I was like about to cry because I was like I cannot ask this person and there was like a delay I noticed when we were on the call like I would make a joke or something and he wouldn't really reply until like a few seconds later and I was like what is happening but now I realize it was probably just like my audio was messing up on him so that was so annoying. You probably, like, didn't think you were funny. You're like, shit. <laughs> I was My like, jokes okay. aren't hitting. Um, but, sometimes, yeah, like, when it. I'm I'm on DCA calls, like, doing guest speaking, I'll, like, make a joke and no one laughs, but I forget they're all muted. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> I you might think I'm funny. I feel like you're doing, um, like, a stand-up show. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, that's the reality of being on social media or running your business on social media. Like, obviously, it's great to have results and, like, be mm-hmm. good at your job, but, like, half of that is like seeing how your content is portrayed towards other people. And that's like putting your business in the hands of others and their Mm -hmm. opinions and their thoughts and their perceptions of you, um, which is still a scary thing, no matter if you've been in this space for more than three years or not, like it's still like a hard pill to swallow because you're like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, like does my content suck or am I like just not like, do I just not have the right strategy? So yeah. And it's yeah. hard because people love, like, some of the best type of content is when you can get people to be really opinionated about it. Like yes, that, the controversy. Yeah, like, people love giving their opinion. And, like, that, this video I made recently was, like, me changing the light in my kitchen. And I, like, was yes. having an issue with the breaker. And I shocked myself. And to and me, I'm like, this was not a big deal. I've done this before. Like, it's, I'm not going to die but people are were like flipping out in the comments. And I saw like acting like I was an idiot. <laughs> I was like, yes. Like it's but so, it's funny. Cause you're like, these people are being kind of annoying, but from the yeah. perspective that we may have, it's like, yes. Like I got yes. them to engage. And that's the thing. Like even like people who want to go viral and that's their like main goal, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think people always say like, going viral isn't everything and it's not but like it's a huge like boost for your business like that's like you know going viral is like you know what kind of set you on TikTok like Mm -hmm. specifically Jess like when you went viral with those two videos like yeah that's what got your your following going and like Mm -hmm. you know obviously that's the reason why like people don't want to just be controversial for no reason I mean some do but like the main purpose of going viral is to get more engagement and get people like talking about you and like Mm -hmm. you know looking at your account and um I just had like a a brain fog for a second like what was I even fucking saying (laughs) what was the controversy oh yeah and like uh you have to be prepared for people to like hate you which is so like and like I haven't had this yet like I think Mm -hmm. like I'll get, like, weird comments here and there if, I like, mm-hmm. a, vir- a video of mine on TikTok goes semi-viral, like, 40,000 views or something, uh-huh. which people will be like, oh, that's weird, haha. And I'm like, I'm, like, very sensitive to that. So yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, like, people, I'm a fraud. People hate me. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the purpose. Like, if you're going viral, you have to be prepared. Like, you don't have to accept 
mean comments or like people calling you an idiot mm-hmm. but you have to be like okay like th- it's this is good <laughs> this is great yeah. it takes some time to work through that um and to like yeah. get yourself to the point where you're like I don't care what they say you know like I don't care if they say yeah. they don't like how I designed this I don't care if they don't agree with me about like not needing to go to college like you just have to yes. not care because if you're just like super neutral about everything (laughs) then people don't really care like people aren't invested in you because they can't be like yes I totally agree I like this person or like this person's an idiot so I'm gonna leave a comment but yeah yeah it's it's still it's hard like um even with you like um real quick like with mm -hmm. um DCA and like your TikTok your business insta or TikTok like people calling you a fraud and mm -hmm. like calling you like a con artist like how do you like go about like I don't know like how do you like not let that get to you because I know like any normal person would be like I'm I'm packing up I'm leaving like yeah I think I mean I think that like we're so quick to let those opinions affect us but I think that you really have to think about the fact that uh, especially on TikTok people are like a hive mind (laughs) so if someone says like (laughs) one comment saying you're a fraud so many people are gonna be like oh well that must be true without doing any digging into what you're actually doing or selling etc and at this point the the mindset that I kind of take on it is like the person who is commenting that and like creating that opinion of me from an eight second TikTok is not the type of person that I even want to have as a student or be working with or have as a client or whatever the situation is in your business because they are likely dealing with so much insecurity and mindset struggle that it would be really difficult to work with them anyway. Um, And I think it's like, I also have taken the mindset of that. It's sad. Like I look at people who comment stuff like that. And I'm like, unfortunately you probably are going to be stuck in an unhappy situation for the rest of your life because you're so quick to write things off and you're kind of just going to be, yeah, you're scared you are writing this off and you're probably just going to be kind of left in the dust with new opportunities like this. Um, But it definitely, it's, there has been some moments like where, you know, people have like a video about me has gone viral or something. And then I get like a ton of hate comments. (laughs) You know who you are. Um, (laughs) But that, those situations are really hard to handle. But like the, I mean, it's almost like you just become numb to it. Like now if I see a comment that's like, this is definitely an MLM, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, and then move say on. Say what you want. And yeah. you really have to focus on the people who you're helping. Like there's so many people mm-hmm. that see comments like that and are still like, okay, I'm going to look into this myself and use like their common sense. And then they sign up for DCA or start their business and change their life. Like, right. that's yeah. that's what I keeps think- me going. <laughs> I think that's like key too, though. Like now you're in a space where you're what three years in, pretty much, yeah. and you know you have so many former students like mm-hmm. buzzing about DCA, saying like it was the best thing they invested in, and like you have so many people on your team that took DCA or like the mm-hmm. the master class, and they're like, oh, Jess is just nothing but a great person. <laughs> so like you have that to back you up, but like in yeah. the beginning, like yeah, that was like a scary situation because you're like, oh, okay, yeah. like they're like questioning my integrity my and like <laughs> literally and like I think I'm, I'm glad that people didn't necessarily like listen but again with like the comments who like mm-hmm. the people who are comfortable enough to like comment nasty and vile things on like a TikTok of someone yeah. like just even trying their best like like that whole thing like with that girl like you made a video about the girl like 
this is like how girls in like New York dress or something and oh, it, yeah. the, the girl was just like literally like like trying her best and people yeah. just like came at her and I'm like how having her miserable. own style it's like... right and like obviously like granted like you could think however you want but like I always look at the people who are like commenting negative things or like you know everyone's allowed to have their own opinion but mm-hmm. it's just like it is sad like these yeah. people are probably insecure and like scared of like putting themselves first or like taking a risk um so they just like have to like tear down other people and it's the same thing like growing up like in high school yeah. and middle school like the people who bullied other people mm-hmm. were the insecure sad ones you know yeah. like that's just like known and it's it never yeah. changes really so usually if you feel the need to like shout your opinion constantly especially if it's negative then you are really searching for something and yes. searching for like validation in yourself and other people to agree with you and talk meanly about this person or whatever and yeah, it's, it's even stuff like that. Like people experience it in any niche. Like you were talking yeah. about that girl that made the fashion video or whatever. It's like, why do you care so much? Why do you care so much what she wears? Like people go on TikTok and preach like style is, you know, your own expression and like it's individual yes. to each people. And then uh, like, but not if I don't like your style. I. And it's like, shut up. Being in the fashion, like the reason why I made a TikTok is a little like a side quest um Mm -hmm. like um being in the fashion industry and like going to school for it like I did miss that part of my business so that's why I made a TikTok and like I'm using my personal Instagram to like kind of do that and be a content Mm -hmm. creator and um like I cannot stand when other people like even just like talk about other people's like decisions like whether it's like self-expression through fashion art music Mm -hmm. like they're like oh like that's so basic and like Mm -hmm. this and that I'm like why do you care why do you need to put your opinion out there? Like you're, you're hurting other people's feelings. Like, it's not like you're like, you know, like, Oh, like these three fashion staples are like the hottest trend. Like, and if you're not wearing them, what are you doing? Like, as like that, like they're like literally calling people out for wearing Mm -hmm. specific things. And it's just like, why are we like going back to middle? It's like the middle school mentality. It's like, the same goes for the business space. Like, why are we like, it's like mom mentality. As soon as someone else comments, it's like, oh, I have the right to like put mm-hmm. my opinion on there as well. So yeah. it's very really interesting. annoying. And it's so nuanced too. Like, I feel like a lot of people do this in subtle ways. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but during Halloween last year, there was this girl that posted a video on TikTok of like her um, outfit. I don't know. She was dressed up. She looked really cute. And then this girl stitched it because she was yes. wearing like the monster outfit or whatever. Yes. Or, like what was, I don't even remember what she was dressed it up was, as. I think it was just like a grandma. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally a grandma. grandma costume. Yeah. Yeah. So she was dressed up and she stitched it basically showing like, Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, it's, it's like hard to even verbalize. It was like, the it was indication. like pick me energy. Like, yes. Oh, like I don't, I'm not one of those girls. Like, yeah. And it's disguising, yeah. like, I'm not making fun of this person because obviously I'm just dressed this way and I don't care. With Like, you're trying to make yourself I'm different because I did this. It's just I'm not, like, the normal girl. And yep. I think she actually got called out by a lot of people She did. That. I saw it. Yeah. But it's, like, there's so many subtle ways that people do it as well. Yes. Yeah. And, like, TikTok's a vile place. Like, it really I is. feel like Instagram's so different. Like, even, yeah. like, my clients' accounts, like, Instagram's just so, like, refreshing and, like, you have yeah. supporters. But, like, mm-hmm. with TikTok, like, your content's pushed to non-followers mostly. Yeah. Like, you have, like, a friends tab where you can see all mm-hmm. of your, like, following and friends. But mostly it's just, like, people you don't really follow mm-hmm. most of the time. So you're just, like, getting strangers. So people are more 
uh, they're not as reluctant to hold back their opinions. They're going to be like, yeah. oh, well, like, I'm miserable. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make you miserable too at the end of the day, which yeah. is shitty, but I guess that's life it's in general, like, like with or without the internet. It's like the Reddit of video platforms. <laughs> it's like very, it's, it's crazy. scary. Yeah. It's a scary place. And like the people who, you know, have a big following, like, I don't know, like there's some people who are, even like just as bad who have a big following you know like Mm -hmm. that are just like using their platform in not a good way so it's just it is scary it's just you have to be careful and like think of others before you hit post which is super important unless it gets banned and (laughs) it's all for nothing (laughs) oh my god don't even get me started on this (laughs) what is the I wonder when the uh I can't remember when the next court like trial date is do you remember it's just like so stupid to me. Month, like, isn't it? probably. I just, I can't even, I can't. It makes me so angry. It's so like funny the to whole, see like the, like, the boomers like talk about the internet. Well, yeah, that is just like, all right. But like, it's so. What does Wi Fi do? <laughs> does it connect to your pupils dilate when you watch this? It's like, it's like, what? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's weird because I feel like there's rarely anything that's ever happening where, like, no matter what people's political views are or social views are, that they're all agreeing about something. And I've seen, like, people that I would be like, I wouldn't expect them to, like, agree yes. that this shouldn't happen talking about it. And it's just really weird to see. Like, it must be it bad is. when that's happening. Like, we're all collectively agreeing uh-huh. that what are your, what is the government doing? It's just... I just feel like I don't I don't personally think it's gonna happen because yeah. I feel like that's just like I feel like even with like the t- the Facebook situation mm-hmm. a couple years ago with like the people's like data being stolen yeah. or used and right. the whole Mark Zuckerberg like trial thing like I feel mm-hmm. like if they like if they don't even if they don't ban Facebook but they're gonna ban TikTok like I just feel I like it doesn't make sense and it's more fishy that oh, a yeah. lot of younger like even like our generation and younger like we because you're are you technically gen z yeah me too so like i feel like we collectively get our news and our sources and like even like political like information like especially when there's like a like there was just an election for chicago mayor i was Mm -hmm. getting all of my information from tiktok and like researching and i was able to like see people you know like see the debates and like all that Mm -hmm. like instead of like going on the tv because like a lot of us don't have cable like Mm -hmm. i don't i think i have youtube tv but i don't use it yeah. like a lot of like younger people don't have cable like mm-hmm. we get most of our news resources from tiktok so it's mm-hmm. like why are why are the older generation trying to ban it like threatened it, by that it's very it's interesting because like i mean i'm finding out a lot more about other countries and like situations and social mm-hmm. things that are happening over you know in the middle east or like over in europe and like i would have never known about that shit if i was right. like on Instagram like trying to get you know, it from, like Apple News or something literally like it's yeah. all like I feel like TikTok is, is scary but it's also so raw like yeah you have to be careful for misinformation no matter where you go but I feel like with TikTok like people are just like putting shit out there that mm-hmm. you know news outlets aren't going to cover right so I, know. I don't know well it's yeah I mean I think if you read the bill of it or like even just like watch a like roundup of what's actually in the bill 
it's so crazy what that bill would allow to happen. Like, it's like, why yes. are we talking about TikTok when that all of the potential things that could come from that, they can literally ban anything that they want to ban, which, which is, is just like not crazy. a democracy. Yeah, no, like this is like, not like, yeah. Monitor what you're looking at on the internet. And like, if you're using a VPN, like you can get fined. Yeah, it's you like go to over prison. $50,000. It's like, Jesus Christ, people are just trying to like watch Love Island. They're not doing <laughs> I mean, like, I know there's other people doing crazy things yeah. on VPNs, but like, come on. It's very interesting because, I mean, not to get political, like, you know, like the whole abortion thing and like the whole TikTok mm-hmm. thing. Like, why are these subjects, like the subjects that we're like trying to ban when like there's literally a school shooting happening, mm-hmm. like literally every other week? Like, why mm-hmm. is that not a real conversation? Like, okay, like if you think TikTok's bad, fair enough like you can bring that to court whatever and try to ban it but like why aren't we having the same discussions about things that are actually like effectively hurting people you know right. so especially it's just, when like is... most of the conversation is centered around like the content that kids can see yes. on tiktok right. which it's like yeah that's it just seems like such a moot point to even be making because there's youtube there's instagram there's reddit like yes they, you literally can go on the oh dark web in a matter like the dark of two web. minutes yeah. it's not hard to, to find that. So why is that like the focus? Obviously that's an individual responsibility thing. Like you yeah. can't, you have to be, obviously I don't have kids, but when it comes to that situation. Uh, you have a dog. <laughs> I have Teddy and I have his parental control on. Um, but when it comes to that, it's like you, it just seems so dramatic to delete a whole app. Yeah. Where you could just- that- adjust community guidelines or yes. you know obviously they're making the effort to move all the information to texas so i don't even mm-hmm. understand why this is a conversation if that's already a plan that's happening it's very interesting because it's like so many people are making money on tiktok like mm-hmm. everyone's businesses who started in the pandemic or just yeah. mainly online like that's their like livelihood yeah. that you're like threatening like it's not just about like having fun and like scrolling on tiktok well that's half of it but like also people run their businesses and like get their income to support them Mm -hmm. or their families from that like this is a further discussion of not just like having fun and like living free as a kid like this is like literally people's like career Mm -hmm. um and it's so much more than just a little app that people think it is like the boomers think that oh this you're tiktoking all day it's like the lack the of tic-tac. understanding of it is just comedic. I would I would be very interested to see what would happen like financially in terms of the economy. I don't know how much obviously the people that run businesses on TikTok would hold a percentage of that, but I feel like that would have to impact things a lot. Oh, Even if people 100%. are just having to like withdraw investments and stuff like that, that's going to yeah. affect the stocks and I mean, there, like you said, there's just, there's millions of business owners that like TikTok is their main source of finding people and actually bringing in their audience. Obviously you can direct people to Instagram and everything, but TikTok is where you're pulling in most of your audience because most people aren't finding people on organically just on Instagram anymore. I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't really scroll like the explore page or reels really ever on Instagram, but I don't know. Anyways, it's just, I'm just interested. Yeah. Like, cause I feel like it's just going to affect so much more than like Mm -hmm. 
just like the kids that they're thinking about like this is gonna affect the economy like especially like Mm -hmm. where the economy is right now like do you really want to risk it like I know I don't know it's just I'm interested we'll have to like retouch on this subject in a couple weeks in a couple weeks I know I'm nervous (laughs) I'm actually like kind of I'm like yeah they're not gonna do it I'm like fucking sweating I'm like they're not gonna do it like they're not gonna do it but I don't know I would also you never know I guess I wouldn't be like that shocked if they did but I mean the last couple years has been very interesting and like Mm -hmm. shocking to a lot of people so who who the fuck knows honestly so well, I do want to talk about, as far as social media management, I'm kind of backtracking here, but yeah. um, I wanted to ask you in terms of like how we were talking about switching from um, being a VA to a social media manager, obviously a lot of, well, most people start out as a virtual assistant on an hourly rate, which I am a big supporter of. I think that it's super important to do that so that you can figure out what tasks you like and how long they're taking you, et cetera. But once you you start to focus on something like Pinterest or social media management or email marketing, most of the time you're starting to make that transition into service-based pricing, which if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's where you're just charging for basically your deliverables. So for this many posts a month, this many captions, hashtag research, et cetera. Um, and that way you're not having to, you know, count your hours anymore. As you become more efficient, you're still making the same rate. But I think that a lot of people are confused when it comes to talking about how to figure that out, what that rate is going to be for you, because it isn't completely black and white. Mm -hmm. So what did that transition look like for you? And how did you kind of figure out how to start pricing yourself as a social media manager? Yeah. So with virtual assistants, obviously I was hourly with all of my clients. Um, but once I got booked out in like April of 2021, I still like, I was like, so like hungry to work with so many people. Like I was like literally like working, I don't even know how many hours a week to be honest. Cause I was just like, I don't know. It was like 2021 still. And like everything was still shut down. I was like, I just want to work. I was like, you know, really just like craving it. And I was like in that hustle culture for sure. Like not like, you know, condoning it I was just more like you know I want to like work with a whole bunch of people get as much experience as I can so I started offering social media package services for um like people who wanted to come to me for hashtag strategy or um or like for me to design social media templates for them so I was offering that as like packaged based services um like one-off um for people who wanted to book with me that I wasn't really offering virtual assistance because I was booked out. Yeah. So pretty much what I would do is I would pretty much either do my own hashtag research or do like a beta run of like, okay, like let me design 20 Instagram graphic templates for mm-hmm. someone. And I would go in Canva and like pretty much design my own. And I would like pretty much time myself to see how long it would take me. So pretend it took me like for 20 templates it took me like four hours you know like off and on I would Mm -hmm. then take my hourly rate so at the time I think it was like 60 something Mm -hmm. um and multiply that by how like each hour so like 65 times four hours and then that's how I would do my package pricing um it would change sometimes like depending on like you know like the prep that goes involved in it so like if I was like sending questionnaires and like reading through things like I would add a little bit more time onto that like if I wasn't actively working I was still like researching like for example like I would like go and source stock images or I would go and like 
you know, browse Pinterest for some inspiration or like go on another website to find inspiration. So I would like kind of count counter in that. So like I would add like a couple more hours to that because there is prep and then obviously handoff that goes involved. Yeah. Um. So pretty much like after I stopped um, offering virtual assistant services, I would then um, price my services that way for my social media services. So I would like if someone wanted social media management for like, I don't know, three posts a week and then a couple stories, whatever, I would pretty much like sit down and estimate, like go through the proposal and be like, okay, like how long is this like three posts a week? So 12 posts a month are going to do like, how is that going to like, how long is that going to take me? So I would pretty much like estimate it um, and then multiply it by my like hourly rate. And like now, like I really don't even use an hourly rate. I just like yeah. do package based, like after, you know, I get the hang of things and I'm mm-hmm. quicker at designing or, you know, more efficient. Um, that's kind of how I go about it. So I take my rate times how long I think it would take me kind of like the same as like an hourly rate for virtual assistants. Like yeah. you're basing your price off of how long it's going to take you. So it's pretty mm-hmm. much like package based is monthly. So, yeah. I mean, I think it depends like if you're on a retainer package with a client, which you can sign on for a social media client for like three months if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of my clients are month to month. So I just do like how long, you know, three posts a week are going to take me and then times my hourly rate. And I kind of go from there. Um, And if things change, like if they want to add on more, like obviously the price is going to increase or if they need to like draw back because of budget, I'll, decrease their package I never Mm -hmm. lower my retainer rate no matter what I just Mm -hmm. like if they want it to be within their budget I'll just like decrease the number of posts per week or um you know change out things that way Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's tough whenever you start getting into like okay this includes hashtag research Mm -hmm. strategy because it's like some things are way harder to time yeah. Then like, okay, how long does it take to design this graphic? But I feel like for most people, like even for me, whenever I was creating some service-based packages, I kind of went into it, like knowing I was going to have to quickly adjust it based off yes. of how it went with that client. And I think that's kind of just the attitude you have to take with it. You're not going to perfectly price yourself service-based the first time Especially you do it. Yeah. Not even oh maybe like the second or third time you do it. And you're kind of just going to like, you're kind of taking the risk of, okay, I might be at a loss for a little bit because you can't immediately like get quote someone a price, start working with them. And then a month later be like, never mind, it's this amount. You want to kind of wait that amount of time before you're raising prices with a client. So um, I think that it's important to realize that because I think that sometimes scares people whenever they first Mm -hmm. switch to service-based, but you're doing it for the bigger picture because as time goes, being service-based pricing is way, way better. And you have the ability to start making way more money while working less and bring on a team and do all these things. So it's kind of a, it's, it's an investment that initial kind of loss that you might take is going to pay off big picture. Yeah. I like that you said that um, it's intimidating at first because I remember when I was switching or seamless, you know, transitioning mm-hmm. into social media management, it was scary. Like mm-hmm. asking for that amount of money for a month without like actually like breaking it down. Cause you, yeah. when you do social media management and you send them a proposal, you don't want to tell them your hourly rate. Cause that just, mm-hmm. it just like gets sticky. And then they're like, Oh, yeah. well, like, why is this, why is it more than this? Or yeah. you don't have to be specific. You just want to be mm-hmm. specific with what you're giving them. So like I've had a, you know, a couple clients in the past or like situations where people are like, Oh, well, I thought I was getting this too. 
and luckily I had a proposal and a contract set in place where it was very specific what you were getting at the end of the month, um, what goes into each project and things like that. So just being specific on your, um, you can be specific on pricing, like what is costing what, like, you know, like social media management. And if you also want, I don't know, like graphic design, or you also want Pinterest management, you can price those separately um, to see like, you know, obviously being um, transparent with your pricing, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go into like why it's the hourly rate times the amount of time. Like right. you just want to be specific with how many posts are they getting a month? What type of posts are you doing per month? Like, mm-hmm. it's very important to do that. Like if you aren't comfortable doing reels, you want to say that like, cause some people will be like, Oh, well, I thought I was getting reels cause you're a social yeah. media manager. And if you're not comfortable with that yet, cause you just transitioned or you just don't like video content, you have to be upfront for them and right. say that in your proposal rather than just being like very vague. Mm-hmm. Um, because beforehand, like there's been times where I set a proposal, especially in the beginning where it was kind of vague and someone was like, Oh, well, I thought I was getting this. So I kind of had to do that because I wasn't mm-hmm. specific on that. Like maybe it was like, a specific type of post they wanted and I did like a photo post and they wanted a graphic so it's yeah. important to be very specific um in the strategy and like in the you know deliverables in the proposal so mm-hmm. that's like the one piece of advice I would definitely give someone transitioning yeah I think it's it's also with service-based pricing I think that a lot of people, that's like a confusing concept in the beginning because we're so used to like coming from jobs where we're usually getting paid hourly or, you know, usually not very well, but in the online (laughs) space, it's very normal. Like it's very common to price something based off of the actual service. Most photographers do that. Most brand designers do that. Most coaches do that. Um, And so it's, it's, just kind of the culture of the online space and how business owners Mm -hmm. do things. So I think also remember that most business owners are going to be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like they're going to understand what you're doing when you do service-based pricing or send them a proposal, just whenever we're new to the space and kind of first transitioning into it, we are like, who's going to agree to do this? But yeah, it's very common and normal in the online space. Um, But you were talking about, oh, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just saying like with red flags in that situation, mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with someone asking what's included in that price. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like what type of deliverables? But it is a red flag if someone's like, well, why is it that much? You know, yeah. like there's a way to go about asking, you know, even like when you're outsourcing for the first time, mm-hmm. like adding onto your team or, you know, when I hired on a social media manager, like for myself, like mm-hmm. it's okay to ask like, oh, like what's included in this package? Not oh, well, why is it this much? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's a red flag. And you want to take note of that because like, if someone doesn't respect your rates, like that's a huge key. I mean, like as a virtual assistant, you already know that I'm sure you're teaching that in DCA, like, you know, just making sure there's specific cues and like Mm -hmm. ways to say things when going about talking about rates or like packaging and pricing and things like that. So, yeah. And there's usually always a common ground, like or a middle ground with people if you do, if they real are being respectful, but maybe it's just out of their budget. Um, mm-hmm. Like I used to downsell clients if they weren't like if my five hour package wasn't at the time when I was doing hourly, if my five hour package was out of their budget, then we, I would always propose the idea of like starting at a three hour package. And then 90% mm-hmm. of them said yes to that. And within a couple of months upgraded to the five hour package. So yes. Just because someone says you're out of their budget doesn't mean that you can't find some nuance there and kind of meet them in the middle with it. So 
you know, 100%. Don't, you don't have to stay like so rigid to certain packages or yes. um, like hourly rates that you've created. There's always room for you to create something custom for people too. Yeah. And even as you know, Jess, like with my packaging, um, mm-hmm. this is very daily. Even when I have a discovery call with a new business owner, I always say like, I'll send you the proposal of like what yeah. I think you need based on what we've spoke about today. Um, but again, like I give them like a couple of different package options, but I'm like, if you have any questions about anything, whether it's pricing, whether it's, you know, uh, like budget wise, like if it's not working, um, just let me know. Like, I'm not someone, I like to customize all of my social media packages. Mm -hmm. Like some people need story sequences. Some people don't, some people need a lot of graphics. Some people would rather do a lot of photos especially if you're a photographer like you're going to be putting a lot of your photos and like making reels Mm -hmm. rather than just doing graphics you right like so um everyone's different um and that's something I definitely suggest to new social media managers is like being flexible in your packaging um and that's when you'll you know you'll find the right people to work with and like long-lasting relationships rather than like being like oh I only offer two posts a week or three posts a week and that's it Mm -hmm. and I don't like budge and that's when you're gonna have a lot more like you know, push and pull with people who do want to work with you and people who mm-hmm. don't want to work with you. So that's yeah. just a little. I feel like most people end up needing customized proposals anyway. Like, yeah, even if you create yeah. a set of like three service-based packages, you're most likely going to be creating something specific for what they need, like you were saying, or like yeah. removing things, adding things. So that's usually yeah. how you end up doing it anyway. Um, yeah, and I like that too. Yeah, it's like more exciting and it's more mm-hmm. customizable for the business yeah. owner. They're getting exactly what they want rather than like shit they don't really need, and they're like, yeah. oh, well, I have to pay this because. Right because this is what you offer yeah yeah agreed so as far as graphic design goes um it's so funny because I whenever I first started as a VA I like offered graphic design I had no idea what I was doing like I I love that just use Canva (laughs) it would take me like hours to make one graphic um and I ended up helping some clients with like presentations and stuff but I'm by no means a graphic designer um but you are really really good at making graphics it's funny because I was like scrolling back on my feed looking for something and I was like I can like see how Courtney has gotten like better and better and better over time with graphics like you are just kill it with them if anybody didn't know Courtney designed all of the merch for this podcast so yeah but um, I think crazy. a lot of it just it is crazy. <laughs> I think a lot of people want to get into graphic design, but just don't even know like where to start with it. And uh, we've had a lot of students in the past ask you what programs you use and kind of how you do that. So, yeah, what programs do you use, and where do you kind of like I guess go to draw inspiration? Because it's really hard for people, I think, sometimes to draw inspiration without copying. Yes, that is. So that's, that's my ick in the online space yeah. is copying. And like, mm-hmm. obviously we've had this conversation. Some people do without yeah. even knowing, but right. that is something you want to avoid if you're, especially mm-hmm. a graphic designer, graphics are a huge part of the online space because you're yeah. designing something and like it's visual, people can see it. Um, so just avoid that. If you find something on Pinterest that you like, change it up. If you like the style, like make it your own rather than just being like copy and pasting it. Anyway. So with that being said, I took one Photoshop class in college for my major in fashion merchandising. And um, I literally didn't barely learned anything. I also did it for my internship as well, but it was mainly just like 
editing mannequin so it wasn't necessarily like graphic design it was more just like editing and making things look pretty and like yeah retouching and things like that so I knew of Adobe and like Photoshop but I didn't like practice it after my internship like even in my first job I didn't never was on the computer I was like running around the store so when I first started my business that was like the first time in a while that I was able to like do graphic design so um I first started um having fun in Canva I'm like throwing a party having fun (laughs) um I was like just like kind of experimenting in Canva Mm -hmm. and like obviously like it's easy to do Canva. Um, I think now, especially there's like a new update with Canva. There's so much more you can do. Um, and I think people always like shit on Canva, but I think it's just like, it, yeah, it's more accessible to people and it's easier to learn. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of my, I'm try- like, even like with the MySpace template, like that was all on mm-hmm. Canva. Like it wasn't in Adobe. Like there's a lot of fun things you can do. You can do templates, you can do presentations, whatever. Um, but I do know pretty much all of the adobe creative suite so like indesign um illustrator photoshop things like that but for a while i was only using illustrator because that was like easiest for me mm-hmm. um but to this very day like even if i'm like the best you know or not the best but like i'm like i'm the best graphic <laughs> even designer. though i'm the best graphic designer <laughs> but even though people might look at me and they're like oh my god she's so good i still look up things on youtube like yeah. if i like you know, need to learn how to do something in Adobe that I might not know. I'll like either ask someone who I do know that knows it, like a designer that I've worked with, Mm -hmm. or I'll go on YouTube and be like, how to combine a shape with a picture on Illustrator. And I'll like type into Google and there'll be like a three minute video on YouTube that Mm -hmm. shows you how to do it. So that's kind of how I go about doing like, or learning the programs with Canva. You kind of have to think outside the box because it can get very cookie cutter and like Mm -hmm. make it look like a template um or like look like a canva template or like one of those basic ones that everyone uses or used Mm -hmm. to use you just have to kind of think outside the box I'm like think outside (laughs) the the box um and kind of like combine your knowledge with adobe with with canva Mm -hmm. if that makes sense it's so hard to explain I'm not like the best teacher that's why I don't mentor um (laughs) But, um, but there's like trial a lot of chaos. And yeah, trial yeah. and error and just like thinking like, okay, like this would be cool, but I don't want to design it in Adobe. Um, mm-hmm. You can easily recreate it in Canva. Yeah. There's like so many different things you could do. Mm-hmm. Like the search bar in Canva with like the elements and things, you could literally search anything like yeah. grain. Like if you want a grain mm-hmm. effect, you could search grain and like find one and like add it to your photo. Yeah. But with with inspiration, this is like very hard for me to explain. <laughs> I'm like, I just like take acid. And like, this is like Could you very hard for me to admit? But I like trip a lot. <laughs> no, I don't. The, I do some not. people get their best ideas. <laughs> yeah, this is like such an unhinged episode. So I'm sorry if anyone's like. That's gonna be like, so funny. We're like just talking about drugs this. the whole time. <laughs> um, but no, pretty much what I do is like I'll go on Pinterest or my mind works very like it's very chaotic I don't know if Mm -hmm. I mentioned this before like the way I get my ideas is very all over it's just all over the place like it's always been like that even when I was a kid like my imagination has been very like unhinged Mm -hmm. and crazy as you could tell from my 
my mannerisms and the way I talk, but um, with like creation, like you have to look at things like other industries and like pulling from things that you really enjoy looking at that isn't, that doesn't have to do with the online space Mm -hmm. or doesn't have to do with like graphic design. Like if you really love fashion or you really love interiors or you really love, I don't know, nature, like pulling elements from those spaces is key to make like personal graphics and personal like visual design because like if you just like stick to Pinterest and you're like oh that looks cool um it's just gonna look like everyone else's so the way I it's really hard I feel like as now as like a book kind of kind of booked out social media manager um because I have ongoing clients who I've worked with forever Mm -hmm. um so it's like kind of like second nature to me I know what they like and what they don't like and it's hard like creating for yourself but also coming up with so many different ideas for other clients Mm -hmm. like I mean I have like five clients and like coming up with with monthly content for each client is like can be very very chaotic yeah Yeah. and like you want to make sure it's original and you're not just like Mm -hmm. I never ever reuse ideas for one client and then for another like that's never that never immediately see a myspace template that you made can you imagine (laughs) (laughs) but like that's like that's hard to do like Mm -hmm. especially like your mind only goes so far and like your creativity can only run so much in your inspiration because like you're a human and you shut down and sometimes you just need a break Mm -hmm. um so just keeping tabs of ideas in your notes for each client and like um this is getting so I'm going off on a tangent why am I talking about (laughs) clients right now I'm talking about finding inspiration but like just like yeah and just like finding inspiration where you wouldn't think you could like yeah. getting off the internet or like, for example, I'm trying to think of like an idea that I figured out that like was so weird, but like it came together. I don't even know. Well, I feel like this kind of like makes me think of the, cause I agree. Like I have told students the same thing about like looking at interior design or like go to like architectural, yes. whatever the frick it's called, digest, <laughs> digest. website. <laughs> And yeah. go to readersdigest.com no go to like architecture <laughs> websites or like it's you will be surprised what you can think of when you're not just looking at someone else in your same industry's content but it makes me think of like um, yeah. whenever you were creating the merch for digital state of mind and we were kind of like we do this a lot with like photo shoot concepts going on pinterest and like i was pinning for even merch like old magazines or newspapers mm-hmm. and like old ads for like photos and like the 90s yeah things like that that are not just like a graphic you've seen somebody else make or like a, t- a t-shirt where you like the design it's like okay I'm pinning this like old style vintage computer ad and then Courtney can take that and kind of get the vibe of it, but still come up with something that's unique. And it's like just going on, even I think with like your branding or like how you want your feed to look, photo shoots, stuff like that. Like we always make a Pinterest board and just pin like Mm -hmm. anything. It could be like an old ad, a newspaper, a location, a fabric, a texture, like all of those things. You start to see like the common threads and the themes between them instead of just because once you see something I feel like even if you're looking at poses for like photo shoot inspiration or something like that once you see something it's really hard to make it your own sometimes if you're just 100% if it's just like okay well I'm trying to find things like for how I want to pose if you're looking at other people's brand photo shoots and you see a pose it's going to be so hard for you to think of an original concept that's not just you replicating that so when you do the opposite it works in the opposite way 
100%. And I think it's key with Pinterest boards is like, it's more of a feeling than like a vision. Like if that, like, Mm -hmm. obviously you want to bring your vision to life, but like, Mm -hmm. how do these things and these elements make you feel like if you're trying to create this cool ass graphic, okay. Like what is the feeling you want that to portray to other people? Like, how do you want others to feel when they see this? So like, that's something to keep in mind. So it's Mm -hmm. not just so visual. It's like, how can I combine the visual aspects with like the point I'm trying to portray and like make a feeling combine it yeah have a baby make a feeling and combine it (laughs) yeah (laughs) make it have a baby we actually covered a lot more than I thought we were gonna get (laughs) oh my god wait time out like the fact that it's like already an hour and 30 minutes I know I know what we I feel like we literally could make this like three hours long it's so ridiculous I know I feel like we're always just like ever we're just like the girlies. <laughs> it's just like the girlies. But that's just like key. It's when you know the fact that I work for Jess, like, or work with, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Jess is a dictator. <laughs> <Can> you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I work for her. I'm like shaking. You're like, you have like a cue card you sent me. Yeah, I'm like holding up cue that. cards this whole she time for great. you. <laughs> she is the best fuck ever. But like, that's how you know, like, you're aligned with your clients is like you can literally talk to them like this yeah like mm-hmm. I could and have fun together previous bosses or like, like we have that so much fun together we just love it yeah so I'm like really fun shit. and awesome to work with Courtney you're gonna have to like bleep out every single other word that I've said this <laughs> podcast I'm like mother I just ble- I just uh <laughs> mute your audio like the whole time and it's just me literally. responding to you like, uh-huh perfect <laughs> Yeah, no, we've had my, we've had Erica on, so no worries. <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember. I think I like pulled some like uh, like audios for that uh-huh. for like the Instagram, and I was just like, love it. I love her energy. Off. Yeah. Um. Well, this was so fun. Like we should. And I mean totally that genuinely. Why does that sound like so sarcastic? Sar- sarcastic. Every time I feel we like say every it. time we're like trying to be genuine. With each other, or like, be real. It sounds so sarcastic because we're like, we're never really like that. It's like when you're like your friends that you love, like your best friends that you love them, and you're like, you try to hug them. Embarrassing. Absolutely not. Like when you're trying to hug them for the first time, you're like, this Uh is disgusting. Uh huh. It's the same. It's the same. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, where can the people find you, Courtney? They can find me. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find me online <laughs> no you can find me on instagram at it's courtney weimer it's weimer not weimer if anyone was wondering because i feel like a lot of people weimer don't know honor. that weimer honor um and on tiktok at i love courtney with a zero I very confusing but that's not my business it's not my business it's my personal so if you want like fashion go yeah, to tiktok if you want Thanks. That means a lot. Just because I love your you're post. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I love your post. Can we fucking wrap this up? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, like I'm okay. always surprised because I feel like you're like so consistent with posting on there. I'm like impressed because I feel like you post like every day. I post twice a day. I'm trying to, Dang, I'm trying dude. to, I'm kind of like on the same trajectory as like yeah. from Jessica's home. Like I want to mm-hmm. grow that part of my online presence mm-hmm. just as I do with my social media business so yeah. this is your sign that there's nothing wrong with being multi-passionate nope 
You can do it. It's just really tiring sometimes. Yeah, it's just like you're gonna want to die, <laughs> but it, it's, it's a fun. lot of work, but it's worth it. It is fun. It's really fun when you're no, in for your sure. business to like start something new and feel like a beginner again. I don't. I feel like it's a very rewarding, rewarding thing. It's just like it proving is. what you're talking to other people about all the time. And like that's how you, like you could just make something out of nothing. Like mm-hmm. I didn't post about fashion for. I never have like I've always wanted to be like some type of content creator or something Mm -hmm. and like work with brands and that's what I'm doing now because like and it's scary I'm still scared even though I've started my Mm -hmm. business it's just very interesting yeah anyway you can find me there I'm excited to see where our accounts are for that in like a year oh my god could you imagine that's gonna be weird it's gonna be crazy both of our tiktoks get deleted immediately it's banned. There's no TikTok in a year. We're just listening to this crying. We're like, I wonder like, where we'll be in a year. Changed. That's like, but like you think about like 2019 from 2020. I know. Like, I was a completely, I'm a completely different person than I was 2020. I was a completely different person last week. So yeah. you never know. You can grow an entire business in like months online and that is wild. So if you start now, you could have a business by the end of 2023. So do it that's very true do it right now do it right now you sound Miranda sings <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no I've never Mom. heard of that <laughs> I used to be freaking Zoet. obsessed with her I saw her live in me person. too you did I think you everyone saw... had a phase yeah no, I did <laughs> you saw her live <laughs> you saw her live <laughs> no I used to be obsessed with her me and my best yeah. friend it was well it's Those embarrassing because I was like 16 when I was obsessed with her no, we're, we're you're only same. a year older than me. Yeah, I was literally like 14, 15. I just feel like I should I'm have like, been like 12 or something. But it's like, I'm like 16 showing up. And there's a bunch of kids at this live thing. And I was like, okay. Hey. But guess what? You were a VidCon speaker. So who's really laughing <laughs> now? Cancels it out. <laughs> all the cringy <laughs> things I've ever done. <laughs> we had our, we all had our phases. I know. I was, trust me, if you look back, if you saw me in high school, you'd be like, who in the fuck? Mine was, was so bad. I go back and read like my Instagram. And I was like, I keep it, but it's like the one I had since I was like 14 that I Wait, literally I need to see never this. use. It's private you have to because show it's me. so embarrassing. But I like archived a bunch of stuff because I was going back and reading my captions and I was like, ew, like you're gross and disgusting. <laughs> I like self-loathe myself once a year, like the year prior, like my Uh 2022 self. I'm like fucking disgusting. It's so like I posted, it's not even like they're that, I was just like posting like random pictures of stuff. Oh, I think I deleted a bunch of the captions because I was like. Oh my God, I need to see uh, a picture though. I posted a sky, like this picture of the sky and my caption was the world has no architectural limits. You were you the Shut up. This philosophy was era. <laughs> um, Wait, I actually have to see one of mine now. I'm sorry, guys, if anyone's listening. So You're going to just cut this whole thing out. No, people I'm actually to, scared. People have to listen to us go through. People have to go through this with us. We're just goofing. Ew, I, this is so, it's like physical <laughs> illness coming up in me. It's mental. <laughs> wait, this caption is actually really weird. Ew. Okay. Wait, let's see. Okay, it's just this picture of this like pond or whatever. 
And I said, also the oversaturation was like going crazy. I said, amazing place I stumbled across yesterday. There were old tree stumps that were protruding from the water laying across the whole lake and a dilapidated dock stretched across the middle. Beautiful to see at this time of year. This sounds like satire, but I was just genuinely saying this. I'm like, this, this ugly place that has a dilapidated dock and tree stumps protruding from it is so beautiful to see at this time of year. It sounds like you're being sarcastic. This is something I posted when I was 15 years old. <laughs> what is that? Why did you post that? Nothing feels better than feeling the love. And you, it's kind of thought you were, you, <laughs> oh my God. That just like brought up a memory for me. Was that a song that like nothing feels better than feeling the love? Didn't they sing I it on like a Disney? Know. This is probably like some well-known song. Well, no, oh my god! Oh my god! It's a, and then my caption was nothing feels better. I bet you thought you were so cool too when you posted that. I thought it was funny. I thought I was like, oh my god, people are gonna eat this shit up. Well, and then I posted least... a sparkler, and it's a sparkler yo, a Skylar White yo. <laughs> That's actually so fucking funny. It is funny because it's like now that's our version of that. It's like laughing at like the meme of Skylar White saying like Skylar White yo. It's like the 2023 version of that picture and caption. Like I was unhinged and I still am, but I do it in private. Waffle House. Or on this or on the digital state of mind. I cannot handle this. It's so (laughs) embarrassing. I feel like we would have definitely been friends. Yeah, and it would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> like it would have been, we would embarrassing. Been embarrassing together. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, here's these fucking bitches." <laughs> no, literally, me and my best bridges? friend acted like <laughs> these broads, <laughs> these britches. <laughs> Is that what you said? Fishes. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, just, I'm just gonna be like these britches. <laughs> that time it sounded like you said fishes. <laughs> I also have a problem speaking, so... I'm like, whoa, this time you said dishes! <laughs> I'm just gaslighting oh God, you. You're really blowing my mind right now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I really hope you... I don't know if you're, you could edit this out, but... I'm not editing anything in this episode. Could you imagine... Wait, are no, you... No, I'm literally I'm, not. I'm serious. Well, let me just hug up. <laughs> You, like, won't stay on the platform so that it'll finish downloading. You just go turn your whole computer off. (laughs) I, like, delete my Instagram. No, I'm trying to be more casual with these. And, like, because I always, I feel like I always am, like, oh, I gotta edit that part out. But, like, I love just listening to people talk on podcasts. (laughs) But when it's you doing it, you're, like, nobody's gonna care about this. But I, like, will, like, die laughing at people just talking about, like, nothing. But we're we're not silly Silly goose. People, people listening are like, yeah, that does happen sometimes. Uh, I laugh at podcasts, but not yours. You're like, yeah, but it's not happening right now. So anyway, oh, it's going to have like God, a, be funny. A, a 50% listen rate, and then everyone's just going to start <laughs> dropping off. <laughs> like the click rate. They drop off I after see like the first TikToks, five minutes. <laughs> on the TikTok, like us talking about sweating. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the episode... The name of the episode that we were supposed to talk about, we didn't even talk about. I know, selling. <laughs> so everyone, 
We this kind is of just combined an it in a little bit, but there was no way we were going to get to everything, which I figured. What should we name yeah. this episode? It should be Hyperhydrosis. <laughs> Crackheads. <laughs> Mentally, this is what mental illness looks like. <laughs> no, Listen um, to this if you want to cry. It should be like unhinged socials. Actually, yeah, that's a great idea. It's like nothing has to do with it. You just delete that. Really? You just delete it. I feel, I'm like, I feel like we can maybe brainstorm a little bit more. <laughs> You're like, actually, let's like regroup. Let's circle back. <laughs> I always, I never know what to say. I meant, like, I maybe always... that can be another podcast episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> or like on another podcast. Not yeah, on the or like maybe, some, like maybe somebody else. <laughs> My chair has been squeaking this whole I, every time I move I'm like self-conscious because I'm just like <laughs> like the thing that just collapsed into you're the floor and breaks <laughs> what was that you're actually shitting your pants you're like, yeah it's just <laughs> you have like I'm just I'm on. just sitting in it and I'm like panicking to get out of here every time I lean back it's just like squishing in my pants Okay. There's been CCA calls before where I've had to like, like just randomly, I will just have to go to the bathroom so bad on the call or like before the call, and I'll be like, Sydney, I'm gonna have to at some point like hand this over to you because I'm like abducting my pants. And then I'll do it, and I'll be like, I have to go pee really quick. I'll be right back. I'm just like bathroom blowing it up. This is literally so unfortunate. It's like two I hours so later, sorry. I come back to the call and nobody's there. Teddy's passed out on the ground. <laughs> like, hey, is Teddy okay? Like, oh, he's, yeah, he's just taking a nap. He's fine. He's fine. Oh, what are you talking about? This is too much for me. But yeah. Tuesday. Anyway, you can find me on Insta. Yeah, if you find want me, me on Insta, media. I guess. Well, <laughs> social media manager. <laughs> Hire me. We'll, we'll link Courtney's um, socials, her unhinged yeah. socials in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. this. I feel like a lot of times, people, mm-hmm, <laughs> even on the team retreat, like people were like, I didn't realize you were this funny. <laughs> like, Nobody like, said so that. Courtney's just <laughs> like, Yeah, everyone's just so funny on the retreat. You're like, it's weird because like a lot, as people are listening to this episode, they're probably going to let your, you might get a lot of DMs of people saying this, but like every time I meet someone, they like text my friend and are like, oh my God, I didn't know Courtney was like so hilarious in person. Or like, you're so pretty. I'm I'm just like, it just comes naturally to me. You know, it's just, I just can't (laughs) help it. I grew up watching Seinfeld and you know. What can I say? Everybody messages me and it's like, you two are not funny at all. <laughs> you guys need, they send you like therapists. We get the better help. <laughs> what if we ended this podcast like on it. a better help sponsorship? This is what happens when you work online and this never deal. see, have any social interaction. This podcast um, was just sponsored by better help. What if honestly, this was our ad for them? <laughs> They're like, it would not approved. I'm telling you, I'm funnier in real life. I'm funnier in real life. That should have been our uh I'm just high on our merch. 
That should that should have gone on a merch somewhere that's online because you're wearing it in real life. Funnier in real life. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we're getting delirious. I know it's almost two hours. You have to delete some of this. No, I'm not going to. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be the <laughs> like, it'll be really funny, months. Courtney. Watch it like go viral and it like... ruins. It ruins our careers. We're like we have to like go and witness for protection program <laughs> protection programs for but we just take each other's names that's our like secret name it's just the other name my name's jessica hawks oh my god i'm like jessica <laughs> jessica lee the way the way that your freaking face just froze on the screen i didn't freeze i, I feel like still. i just like gave myself strep throat or something from the way i just laughed you're so frozen. You get scared of me and you just like fall out of your chair. <laughs> you just like live video out. will return when their internet improves. Even this pl- platform is like, can you guys shut up? They just kick us off. Okay, I'm afraid this I'm afraid this is gonna kick us off. We gotta go. Okay. Okay. Right, go. Thanks everyone for listening. All the stuff will be in the show notes. Um and yeah, come find me and Courtney online. I'll be there. Thanks for being here, Courtney. Of course. <laughs> I just can't even see you. I feel like I'm talking to the void. <laughs> you can't see me. No. All uh, right. Thanks for listening, bye. everyone. If you made it this far, let me know. <laughs> bye. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at the Digital State of Mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? <laughs> Talk to you next time.